Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 38, Accepting the Love of God When You Have a Love Wound. I'm your host, Kia Steven. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now let's dive in. everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The audio for this podcast episode was originally recorded in a YouTube live series on my YouTube channel. You can find the link to my channel in the show notes below. Hey, friends, how are you? I hope that you are doing well. Welcome to Lunch Break with Kia. Y'all, this is episode 38. Anyways, if you are new to Lunch Break with Kia, I go live. Well, I'm not live right now. This is pre-recorded because my life got a little bit crazy, but I will be going live every Wednesday at 12 noon. And right now we're talking about all subjects, all things pertaining to father wounds, types of wounds, unpacking wounds, trust wounds, of affirmation wounds. And today we're going to be talking about love wounds. So if you just happen to stumble across this video, I would love it if you would click that red subscribe button so that you don't miss any lunch breaks with Kia. And I want to share with you guys an email that really blessed me. I got this email from our sister in Australia, and I was just so touched that she was honest and transparent with me about how last week's lunch break with Kia being affirmed by God when you have affirmation wounds impacted her. So let me read this to you. I'm going to omit her name for her privacy, uh, but I do want to share it with you. I just wanted to thank you for your lunch break on affirmation wounds. I arrived home today feeling really low and crying as I drove. Things are so tough at the moment and I so needed your video. I wanted to tell you how wonderful it was to be prayed over twice 
And how awesome it was to be pointed to such brilliantly affirming words in Psalms 139. She's not saying my words were brilliant. She's saying the word of God is brilliant in Psalms 139. So I thank you for being God's messenger to me and being the instrument of picking me up, dusting me off, giving me a virtual hug and sending me on my way in a better condition. I sent your video to my bestie who is really struggling. She's a a Paul. Paul, a dedicated missionary with a life and body that are causing intense suffering. I also sent it to my daughter, a four times domestic violence survivor and new Christian. So you can see you have blessed three women from one viewing. God bless you, sweetie. I appreciate that being called sweetie. And then she signed it, my sister in Christ. I was so tremendously blessed by that. And, you know, you sometimes you put this stuff out on the Internet and you don't know if people are being impacted, if, if they're blessed by it or not. So I am sharing that with you all to say, if you know someone else that could benefit from these videos, please, by all means, share it with them. Let them know that I'm talking about this subject. I can remember so many years wondering who's talking about it. Why isn't it? Why? Why is it so silent? Does it seem like everybody's so silent? Why aren't more people talking about this topic? And so if you know a woman that has father wounds, shoot her the link or or give her my name or, or something like that so that this content can be put in the hands, in the arms, in the ears, in the eyes of the people that need it the most. And I'm honored to pray for you. I'm honored to pray for you if you're watching. Know that I'm honored to pray for you and I will pray for you publicly and privately and and anyone else that's watching. So as I mentioned today, we're going to be talking about accepting the love of God when you have love wounds. I can talk about it. All right, so let's go ahead and go before the Lord in prayer and then we're going to dive in. Father, I thank you for our sister from Australia that shared so transparently and so candidly about how last week's lunch break impacted her. Thank you for that. Thank you for her sharing the lunch break with her friend, with her bestie, and with her daughter, God. And we pray, Father, that they would know through and through that they are affirmed by you, God, and that that affirmation would have a tangible transformative work in their heart and in their lives, God, that it would revolutionize the way that their lives look today, God, that you would do immeasurably more than they could ever ask or imagine, God. And I pray for those who are joining me today that will watch today, that will watch weeks and months and years from now, God, that you would have a word for them sandwiched in this lunch break, God, that if they do in fact have love wounds, God, that you would make a beeline to the specific place in their soul that's aching, God, Father, and that you would feel it with your words uh, of love, God, that you would remind them that they have been loved ever since they were born, ever since they were conceived, ever since they were dreamt up, God, that you have loved them and you loved them before they were ever born, God. Father, so I just honor you and bless you. I thank you for this opportunity, God. And and Holy Spirit, I invite you into this time. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, y'all. So I always speak about my own personal life so that you know I'm not just talking about stuff I read in a book. I'm talking about stuff that I live. 
And so the love wound is definitely a wound that I have experienced. It's, you probably wouldn't think so, but it, it's so true. And it, it actually, it comes back up for me at one particular time in my life on my birthday. It comes up on my birthday. And since I've been doing this public ministry, the more and more people discover me, the more and more on my birthday, they wish me a happy birthday. I'm, I'm getting birthdays from people all over the world. You know, happy birthday. Hope it's a good one. They're, they're shooting me a happy birthday in my email and my text and my DMs, Instagram, Facebook, all over the place. But if I don't hear happy birthday from some specific people in my life, y'all, I have the potential to spiral and do a da- downward spiral of despair. It, it's not pretty. My close friends know about it. Because they know about it. My husband, he knows about it because there, I don't know when it happened. Maybe if I did some sort of therapy, I might be able to pinpoint when the wound was inflicted, when I experienced it, why I perceive things in the way that I do. But I know that there was some point where I felt wounded, you know, where I desired to receive love and did not. And because of that, I can default really quickly into feeling unloved and unwanted and unseen and the whole gamut. And so consequently, like we sometimes do when we do not feel loved by our fathers, by our mothers, by in those formative years, when we begin to grow and change and go through puberty and adolescence, There is the potential for us to look for the love that we did not tangibly receive in the arms of the opposite sex, which was a struggle for me. I did do that. And that is a dangerous place to be for many reasons. I'm going to unpack this. I'm definitely going to unpack this. You know, when you are dependent on someone else to make you feel loved, that's not a good place to be because uh, depending on who you are looking at to provide this love and provide this, you know, to fill up your love tank, that person could be incapable of doing it or more than likely they're incapable because no human being was designed to do that, to fill up your love tank in that way. They could take advantage of you and you could find yourself in some very damaging situations. You don't want to be in a place where you're giving all of this power to another human being, a flawed human being, just like you and me. We don't want to give that type of power to them to fill up our tank or empty our tank, take us up, take us down, to have that much control over us. That is a dangerous place to be. You know, honestly, I I really think some of these young girls that we see finding themselves in compromising situations from some direct private message they received on social media or just finding themselves in, in relationships that they really don't want to be in, but they are looking for this love that they didn't receive, they're craving it, they're desperate for it. And so then they find themselves in compromising 
situations and sometimes with devastating results. And maybe you're someone who you're watching and you're saying, yes, that was me. That's how my first marriage got started or that's how I I ended up pregnant at 16 or I was raped or I was molested or I was abused or, or whatnot. I believe that sometimes those circumstances and, and, and situations happen when we, when we find ourselves in positions where we are looking for love from someone who is not capable of loving us in the way that we need to be loved. That's not to fault you. That is not to fault you. Please hear me. I am not blaming you at all because I too have found myself in those types of circumstances and and situations because I too have been needy and desperate to hear someone say you are love, okay? But that is just to really unpack it, to unpack it. So I wrote down some questions that I want to kind of walk through. I looked at these from my, I pulled these questions up just from my head. I pulled them out of my head and things that I know or things that I've experienced or things that I have read in terms of how do we identify if we have a love wound? How do we identify if we have a love wound? The first thing that came to mind was year, a few years ago, I had a friend that said to me, I decided to stop calling people on my phone. And, and this particular friend was calling a lot of males. She was calling a lot of males. And she was also very sexually active with these males. And she said, I decided to stop calling them and to see who would call me back. If I didn't call them, would they call me back? And what she discovered was that no one was calling her back. No, now that that is something to sit with right there. You know, if we stop calling people, who is going to be calling us back? And then if they're calling us, are they calling us just to say, how are you? I was thinking of you. Or are they calling us because they want something? That is a really good place to start. That's a good place to start. In terms of evaluating this thing called love and a love wound, because love desires to give and not get. Love desires to give and and not receive. It does not take. Love looks, sounds, and feels like God. You go back and you read First uh, Corinthians thirteen. I think that's where it's located. With the love, the love verse that says, "Love is patient. Love is kind." It does not envy. It is not rude. It's not jealous. It keeps no record of wrong. All those descriptors of love. When we see those attributes in another person or experience them in, in a relationship, that's love. But if it's the antithesis of those things, y'all, it's not. It's not love. Okay. I have some questions for you to ponder. If you stop calling everyone, who would be calling you? And, and then the people that are calling you, what are they calling you for? And let me say this. If you are a single woman 
if you're a single woman and you have these different guys or one guy that's calling you for sex, that that's not love. That's not love. Okay. You may be mad at me for telling you this, but it's not love. That's not love. Okay. Love would be, I love you so much. I value you so much that I am willing to make a commitment to you. I am willing not to take your most precious gift that a woman could give a man until I have committed to you that I'm in this for the long, that for better or for worse, I want to be with you. I want to stand by your side. Every woman is deserving of that type of commitment as God's daughter. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you able to be alone? And I shared in another video about this article I read about this celebrity. And in the last five years or so, six years or so, she had not been alone. She's gone from man to man to man, from like fiance or husband to a a fiance to a boyfriend to a such and such. When the relationships fizzle in a matter of months, she's with somebody else. And you have to begin to evaluate why so soon? Why is there not a, a lengthy amount of time where you are alone with just you, yourself, me, myself, and I, where you're by yourself and you're able to be alone? What is it that compels you to go to another relationship before you've even allowed yourself an opportunity to be alone? Okay. Do you have to always be in a relationship? Okay. Are you dependent on another person to know that you are loved? This applies to single and married. This applies to single and married. And it's, it's a, you cannot be in this place as a married woman dependent upon your husband to let you know that, that you're loved because all the married women know this, that the church say amen. You know, but sometimes our husband may have had a bad day at work. Or they may respond to us in a crazy way or say something harsh. And, and if you, def- Ooh, hallelujah, if you're dependent on your husband to let you know that you are loved and you are wanted and you are all these things and you go to them on a bad day, you could be feeling some type of way. You could be, you could be feeling some type of way. Single women, hear me, honey, hear me. Before you get married, you, you want to be able to be satisfied. With God and God alone, because your husband is not your source. He is not your source for filling up your love tank 24-7. Do not. Do not get married thinking that's that's the way it's going to be, because it's not going to be like that. Okay? Husbands are flawed, just like wives are. And so we come together, and it can be a beautiful thing, but it can't be a beautiful thing when we're looking at that other person trying to get our needs met. That is going to go south. Very quickly. Trust me. Ask me how I know. Ask on all these things. Ask me how I know. I know from experience. Okay. Here we go. Are God's words to you enough? Are God's words to you enough? If God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love, which is what he said. If God says to you, You are loved lavishly. I love you lavishly. 
is that enough for you? Is that enough to satisfy your love bucket? And if not, why? If not, why? And I'm going to be honest, you know, that is a place I, I think I'm getting better. I'm getting better with that. That if I want to hear it from a person and I don't hear it from a person, that I could go to the word of God and read it, or I can recite scripture that I have memorized and believe it and be at peace and be okay if I don't get it from a person. And I will be honest and say to you, that takes time. That takes time, especially if we have been conditioned to look for love from other people. It takes time to unlearn that behavior or that tendency and to then relearn some new behaviors and tendencies that say, go to the word of God, read the word of God, recite scripture, memorize scripture, pray to the Lord when you're feeling needy instead of picking up that cell phone and calling somebody or instead of finding yourself doing X, Y, Z, fill in the blank, okay? That takes time to unlearn some of those behaviors and habits that we picked up as survival mechanisms of when we felt unloved, okay? Here's the next question. Are you sexually active with multiple partners? Okay, y'all might be like, why are you getting so personal? This is too personal. (laughs) This is too personal. Again, I am not saying these things to judge you. I am not saying them to condemn you. I'm really giving you some food for thought because I do want you to evaluate. Sometimes there is a tendency to equate sex with love. But sex and love, honey, are not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Uh, Sex is an act that God created for the confines of of a monogamous heterosexual marriage between a man and a woman, okay? This is an act of worship. It's an expression of love, but it is not love. And so if you have a woman that is looking for love and she's equating love with sex, then she could potentially have a lot of sex with multiple partners in hopes that she would receive the love that she desired, right? Okay, but in doing so, she will find that she comes up empty every single time because sex and love are not the same thing. They are not the same. They're they're not. You cannot equate sex with love. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be messed up, sis. If that's you, hear me. If that's you, sex is not love, okay? It's not. And you have to be willing to forego the sex in order to experience the true love of God. You have to allow yourself to be alone and not constantly filling your life with this filler that is not going to satisfy you. It's just going to leave you empty, Time and time again, I talked about this when I I was talking about this woman at the well who had had five husbands and the woman and the man that she was with 
was not her husband. And Jesus called her out on it. He was saying, you've been going to these uh, temporary sources, these wells, these relationships to satisfy the internal longing on in your soul, that love wound. And it's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. You can try. You can ignore me. You can cuss me out. You can say that's hogwash. You don't know what you're talking about. But I promise you, you're going to come to a place where you are fed up and you are tired and you realize that if you are equating sex with love, you're going to come up empty every single time. And the only way to get that love rush again is to have sex again and again and again. Okay. But the thing about sex is that, and Apostle Paul tells us this, that all other sins are out, are committed. They're outside of your body. But this particular sin right here is, is committed within your body. Okay. It's not like you can do it and, and, and it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's a act that involves your mind, it involves your soul, which is your your mind and will and your emotion. It involves your body and and it's hard to erase. It's hard to forget. It's not just an act. It's spiritual. There's a lot that's taking place. And so if you are equating sex with love and you have multiple sex partners, ultimately you are doing damage to your soul that will be difficult to heal and repair. It's possible, but it will be difficult. Okay. And then are you sexually active without being married? I'm bringing that up too, because when we have a loved one and we have not been loved in a way where we know our value and our work, then we offer our bodies to people that haven't committed to us. And I mentioned that earlier. The question becomes why? Why would we do that? If we know our worth, if we know who we are in Christ, then we know we're too valuable. We are too valuable to give of ourselves to a man that is unwilling to commit. Okay, you may want to slap me. You may want to slap me, but I'm telling you this because I love you. And I imagine there are some people out there that you're watching this and you're probably saying, well, what, what am I supposed to do? I'm in a relationship with this person. I have children with this person. We built a whole life together. He has not committed to me. And maybe some of you went ahead and had sex thinking that this dude will eventually commit to you and he, and he didn't do it in year one. He didn't do it in year two. He didn't do it in year three. He didn't do it in year four. And now you look up, y'all been together for 10 years and he has not committed to you. What should you do? I don't even want to speak on it because I don't know. I don't know. I think I would recommend, I think what I would recommend is that you seek wise counsel, that you seek wise counsel that you would see if there's some free counseling. If you're in need of free counseling, I would recommend that you go to a church and and confide in someone and ask for help and for godly wisdom on what to do next because that's a difficult situation. I would also say, calm the pages of scripture. God has given us clear directives in the pages of scripture. 
And I believe that if your heart's desire is to follow the the laws and the decrees and 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 what he says about sex and fornication, if you're you're saying, you know what, I I want to do a 180 key. I'm listening to you. I want to get it right. I want to figure this out. I believe that God will help you if you ask him. You know, I believe that. But as of right now, I I don't have the answers. I can't tell you outside of seek godly wisdom, calm the pages of scripture, pray, pray, pray. God is faithful and just. He will answer you. He will respond. I believe that. Okay. And then here's the last one. Do you communicate how you desire to be treated with those you are in relationship with? See, sometimes if we have a love wound, we're so afraid that the person who we're with is not going to love us, if they're going to leave us, if they're going to abandon us, that we won't communicate when we're experiencing treatment that is beneath how God has designed for us to be treated. And y'all know what I'm talking about. If, if abuse, verbal abuse, just just poor communication, anything related to, to that. And I have been so guilty of this, of not communicating and I'm saying this in communicating with wisdom, asking the Lord for wisdom on how to communicate how I want to be treated, how to communicate when my feelings have been hurt, how to communicate when something that was said was unloving, when something that was said is not how I believe God desires for me to be treated, how to communicate that. And the Lord has had to teach me that, and he's still teaching me how to communicate that. But if we don't communicate it at all out of fear that the person is going to leave us or they're not going to give us what we perceive or we're calling love, then that is a problem. That is a problem. That is a problem. And it could be an indicator that we have a love wound. Okay. What I want you to know, if you listen to some of these questions and you're like, oh my gosh, that's me, that's me, that's me. I think the first thing I want to say is, is don't be discouraged. Don't be discouraged. God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. One of my favorite scriptures is, I'm probably going to quote it wrong. I think it's Philippians 1, 6 that says, being confident of this, that he who has begun a great work in you shall be faithful until the day of Christ Jesus to complete it. If we have a love wound, if we have an affirmation wound, a trust wound, or whatever type of wound, God is able to come into our lives and heal our wound and transform our lives so that we don't even look like what we used to look like a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. We can look completely different. That's been the case in my life, and I still got a ways to go. So I want you to be encouraged. You know, one of the things that God has done for me is he's allowed me to experience disappointment with man. Disappointment with man. So for all the people that I put, that I I gave them permission to fill my love tank, I look to them to be my source. I look to them to make me feel loved and, and to help me know that I'm loved. God allowed me in his sovereignty to be disappointed by them and to be so devastated and distraught by the hurt I experienced that there was no other place to go to but God. And I thank him for it. I thank him for every tear that I ever cried over every person that ever hurt me. 
that ever did not give me the love that I was desiring to receive from them and forced me to get on my face before God and go to him for the love that I so desperately needed. Because y'all, he is the one true source. God is capable of filling your love tank. God is capable of healing your love wound. God does have substance to offer you and not fill up. Okay. So if there's any place that we need to run, if there's anyone's arms that we, we need to fall into, it would be the arms of God. And these are some scriptures. I have two scriptures that I want to leave you with. The first one is Romans 8 and 38 through 39. I've shared this before on some, some of these lunch breaks, but it says this, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else, anything, anything, anything. That means a father wound cannot keep you, cannot separate you from God's love. A loved wound cannot separate you from the love of God. No abuse, no betrayal, no abandonment, no hurt, no distrust, no nothing can separate you from the love of God that is found through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me keep going nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There is nothing you have done. There is nothing anyone has said. There is nothing that can ever happen to you. Anything that has happened to you in the past, anything that will happen to you in the future that can keep you from God's love. His love is a constant. It is available. 24 hours a day. It does not change. It does not waver. It is not contingent upon our behavior. If we jack up, if we mess up, if we do anything, if we sin, if we fall short, his love will still be available to us. Is that good news? Girlfriend. Yeah, that's funny. That's good news. That's good news. That's worth celebrating because it ain't nobody. And I do mean nobody in your life that's going to love you like that. No man, nowhere. I don't care how good looking he is. (laughs) No man, nowhere is going to love you like that. No one. But guys, okay? You've always been loved by God. Even when you felt like you weren't. Even when your father did what your father did, he said, what he said, he, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He walked out. He went with the other woman. He abused your mama or he didn't attend your volleyball games. He didn't walk you down the aisle. He rejected you, didn't pick up your phone call. He was an, an addict, alcohol, drugs, womanizer, fill in the blank. Whatever he was, when he was doing that and if he's doing that now, you have been and are. Love by God. It's ongoing. It is ongoing. There's never, ever been a time in your life that you were not loved. You're God's idea. He dreamt you up. He conceived you. He formed you in your mother's womb. Sis, that's love. That's love. And you may not feel as though you are loved by God. Wait a minute, let me backtrack. Let me backtrack one minute. You may be saying, Kia, how is this possible? How is it possible that I am loved by God? Okay, this is it right here. John 3, 16. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, for those of y'all who have been in the church for some time, you have heard what I'm about to say. But some of y'all, you haven't heard it. Take world out and put your name in. It would read something like this. For God so loved Kia, Beth, Jessica, Keisha, Diane, Shana, Rhonda, Tina, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Young. What Christ went through is gruesome, it's horrible, it's hard to stomach, it stinks. It absolutely stinks. Betrayal, rejection, flogging, being spat on, being lied on, being mocked, ridiculed, beaten, crucified, which is enough, bloodied, unrecognizable, but he endured it. And he endured it. Because of his tremendous love for you and for me. He looked beyond the cross, if that's even possible, to the outcome, which the outcome would be direct access for those of us who believe with God, our Heavenly Father. The outcome would be that we might experience eternity with God that we might know his tangible love for us, that we might have redemption of our sins. That's how I can say you've always been loved because that act on Calvary took place before you were ever conceived, before I was conceived. And when God had the opportunity to say, or when Christ had the opportunity to say, you know what, let's not, let's not. I'm going to forego all of that pain because half of the people or majority of them, they're not even going to really appreciate this gift anyways. I'm going to forego that and go on right on back up to glory and sit on the right hand of the father. He could have, but he did. And I believe he did it because of his tremendous love and compassion for you and for me, sis. You are loved. You are loved and nobody can touch it. Nobody can touch that love. And so my sincere hope, my sincere hope for you and for me is that we would be completely 100% sealed and satisfied with the love of God alone, not looking to anyone or anything or any accolades or any compliments or anyone to fill up our love tank, but that we would go to the word of God and allow his word to fill us up, to make us whole, to heal our wound, our loved wound. And know this, God is able to do just that. Remember Psalms 147 and 3 that says, he heals, he heals our broken hearts, right? And he binds up all of our wounds to include loved wounds. God heals your wound today. Okay. I hope that you are encouraged. Know that I love you. Sis, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. That you would not be defined by whatever wound you discover in your life. Be it a father wound, 
a love wound, a trust wound, affirmation wound. I'm praying that you would be defined by the love of God and the love of God alone. Okay, be blessed. Let me close this out in prayer. Father, I thank you, God, for my sisters that have watched this video, Lord. And I am asking you for some of the women that may be feeling all types of guilt uh, because of how they have pursued love in the arms of people that are not fit to love them, God. I'm praying if they have regret, I'm praying if they have disappointment, if they feel ashamed, God. I, I pray that you would wash over that, God, that you would cause them to know that there is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, Lord, that they would not be condemned, Lord, Father, but that they would embrace the fullness of your love and your acceptance and your forgiveness and your healing, God, that it would be readily available, God, that they would walk into it, that they would swim in it, God. That, that it would cover them in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, and I'm praying for those that maybe find themselves in some difficult circumstances right now, or maybe they have found themselves in difficult circumstances. Lord, you say if any man lacks wisdom, all he needs to do is ask God. So I'm praying that they would ask and that you would give God, Lord, that those women that maybe are in difficult situations uh, in terms of their relationship, there's could be children involved. It could be menacing, Father. I'm asking that you would give them clarity, that you would give them sound counsel, Lord, that you would give them hope, encouragement, peace, God. But most importantly, they would feel, tangibly feel your love, your loving arms wrapped all the way around them, cradling them, that you would be a safe place in you. There would be refuge, Father. And I honor you, God. I bless you, God. I thank you, Father, for this series, Lord, that, that I've been blessed by. And I know other women have been blessed too, God. And we, we just honor you, Lord. We love you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that I pray. Amen. Okay, y'all. Uh, I hope you've been encouraged. Next week is going to be pre-recorded too. And then that last week, you know what? Then I'm going to visit my in-laws. So that last week may be pre-recorded as well, but I'm coming back. I am coming back. The summer will eventually end. It will eventually end and I will be back in person so we can chat it up. Anyways, girlfriend, be encouraged. Be encouraged, sis, okay? Be encouraged. Know that I love you. Anything I said today is not to condemn me. It's to come alongside you and provide some support and some encouragement. All right. You guys be blessed. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 38, Accepting the Love of God When You Have a Love Wound. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you, and I want you to know, whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed. Hope to be secure. Hope to be free. Completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 38 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I'm your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, 
comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure and check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I'm excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for women with father wounds on March 7th, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you don't miss any updates. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and I hope you will join me for episode 39. Trusting God will provide when you have provision wounds. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.